and good Saturday morning, and a happy Make-A-Dog's Day, National Make-A-Dog's Day. So if you got a dog, try to make his day today and keep in line with it. Well, we got a co-host on the program this morning, my uh, grandnephew, also initials DD, Drew Dubuque is joining us. Drew, good morning. Good to have you with us. How you doing this morning? Good. Good. Well, the reason Drew is with me, uh, we have been chosen to participate in a youth lottery dove hunt in Fairhope, Alabama this afternoon, so we're going to be making a trip over there. You hope your shooting skills are going to be okay. Have you had any practice recently? Had a little bit the other day. Yeah, how'd you do? Pretty good. Well, they have a little, it's really nice. Remember we went last time and uh, they had the skeet shooting and had some little uh, hot dog lunch out there. Pretty nice little event. Just didn't have any birds. <laughs> that was the only problem. I think that hurricane passing through uh, a few, what was it, like three weeks before, kind of scattered those birds. Yeah. No hurricanes this time. Well, what you getting ready to do? What you got coming up as far as your trips? Uh, I'm going to Oklahoma during Thanksgiving break. Uh, other than that, just chilling here. Been doing some fishing. You got a fishing report for us? I know Lake Catherine is kind of your spot. The trout have been pretty good in Lake Catherine under the lights at night. Um, they've been pretty big. A few redfish. That's it. Really. Yeah, well, hopefully that winter fishing will pick up for you. Well, we're going to be talking about uh, next week's trip. We are our Bayou Wild TV team's Cajun Invasion. We're bringing some of our listeners and viewers up to Arkansas. For the early speckle-belly goose season last year, that was a slam. And hopefully it will be the same this year. We're going with Duck Down Guide Service. And by the way, they have a, a ladies-only trip coming up. And uh, they've got a few openings left for that. So I'll have some details for you ladies that want to get in on some good early speckle-belly goose hunting up in Arkansas. All right, apple snails. Are you aware they're invasive? They're illegal to possess? Well, this week's bad boy, the outdoors, found out all about it. He got sighted. We'll tell you his story. We've also got our... Field reporters all across the state set up waiting to tell you about the trips they made this week, how they caught fish, and what some tips might be for your trip this weekend. You getting ready for duck season? I'd like to hear from you. What do you do? Do you have a ritual? How do you get ready for the duck season? Drew, what do you do when you get ready? What What's some of the things you got to go over? Good morning. Or... Uh, no, no, right now to get ready for when the season opens. Make sure all your stuff's together. Make sure you got everything. Make sure guns are clean, boats ready. Decoys, strings are working. Yep, mean just everything's ready to go. <clears throat> That's the thing about duck hunting. It's got so much gear, so much equipment. It's not like other stuff, you know. You got boats and decoys and certain guns and chokes and shot and all the different things that go along with it. Sometimes you need three boats to get to them. Yep. All right, well, we'll be looking forward to that. Hopefully, well, this little early cold snap has moved some birds down uh we got a bad forecast. This is one of the worst uh, production years ever for waterfowl. Got an interesting story I'm going to talk about a little bit later on, too. We have a, a story of a pintail who took an intercontinental flight that started right here in Louisiana. A fascinating story. We'll tell you about that. Going to close the show out later with uh, Gene Abair. He's a member of the Louisiana Wildfowl Carvers and Collectors Guild. He's going to tell us all about this weekend's Wildfowl Festival it's going to be at Pelican Park in the Castine Center in Mandeville. That will be coming up a little bit later on this morning. Doors will be opening. If you're headed into the great outdoors, here's your forecast. Another beautiful day. Uh, winds are going to be even lighter. We're looking at southeast winds 5 to 10 knots, about one foot sea offshore. I know 
My co-host of Bayou Wild, Martha Spence, is going to enjoy fishing in that today. And then for the interior lakes and bays, southeast winds 5 to 10, pretty smooth conditions. That's both today and tomorrow. Offshore, the winds increase just a little bit, but still only a two-foot sea. Got pretty good tide movement, 1.1 on the tide range, and the Mississippi River is low this year, 2.2, and holding steady on the New Orleans gauge. When we come back, Robbie Campo is going to be with us. We'll talk fishing down in St. Bernard right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. All right, we also have Drew Dubuque in here with us. And, Drew, you know uh, Mr. Robbie Campo. You know him for when you go fishing down at Bretton Island, right? Yes, sir. Well, he's joining us this morning to give us a little bit of fishing report. Robbie, how are you doing this morning on this beautiful morning? Well, Don, I'm doing great. we got plenty of live shrimp. Big change from last week when we were trying, kind of running out. But this week here we got tanks are full stocked up, ready for people to come on down. Uh, for the Saturday morning, it's beautiful down here so far. No wind, very light anyway. Um, <clears throat> yesterday's report, man, uh, just, you know, all, all during the week was pretty good, but yesterday was just phenomenal, man. It was a great day yesterday. Uh, they caught, for you guys that still want to go out to that outside, uh, by Central and Holy Cross and all those rigs out there in the, in the Bretton Sound area, Chandelier Sound, there's still plenty of big trout out there. Uh, plenty of pompano they're catching out there, along with their, with, mixed up with their trout. <clears throat> um, had a guy yesterday that went out there, and, man, they smoked those pompano. And, and I don't know if you ever had pompano to eat, but, boy, that's a pretty good, tasty fish right there. So um, if, you want, if you're going to come fish up in his inside area, over around uh, over around on the Hopedale side, we're going to start on the Hopedale side of, uh, of where we're at here. Um, Lake Amity, Lake Amita, over going towards uh, Petan Lagoon and uh, Lake Robin, Lake O'Keel, all that area has been good for trout. Uh, switching over to the, switching over to the, uh, my side over here by Shell Beach, the Shell Beach Bayou right by the fort right here by the lake has been good. Uh, LaBeouf's Cut up the ship channel a couple miles by the pipeline cross, or co- uh, Colonial Pipeline Cross has been good. Going up to Violet, down by the dam on both sides of it actually it was good out in the Stump Lagoon area, Lake Eugene, Lake Eugene area got plenty of fish in it, but they got a lot of throwbacks in them. So uh, keep that in mind. It means just a lot, a lot of throwbacks with them. I don't know why. Things like the fish that's on the south side are bigger than the ones that's on the north on the north side. But nevertheless, plenty of fish to be caught. It's a pretty day. Get your head out to bed and come on down and come on fishing. Robbie, getting back to those pompano guys that fish out of your marina, that is a really hard fish to, to target and say, look, I'm going pompano fishing and going to find them and catch them. A lot of times it's it's by accident, but some guys are good enough. Uh, are those guys pretty much consistent on finding those pompano? It's like a mystery no, fish. No, well, I, I think it was just a, a fluke thing that they were just there and, they, and you know, <laughs> they caught them. So, uh, and they were getting them at two at a time on a shad rig. So, uh, 
you know, so I, I tell you, it's, it's crazy because I, I haven't heard of any Pompano being caught in quite a while, and then all of a sudden, you know, um, I know two boats that went out there yesterday and really did well with them. So, you know, and if you, and if you never had, if you ever ate one, you 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 would target it. I promise you, <laughs> they also good. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, highly <laughs> prized really at good. some. Uh... French Quarter restaurants for sure. I had one of my scouts went out and he said, "Looks like we're not going to be able to get them till the spring." So your guys got lucky to find them. Uh, one other report yes, I did. did get from some guys in the Biloxi Marsh. Uh, our old friends with the, the flying teeth showed up. Have you been hearing any complaints about the uh, the, the gnats? And if you have, people got to be prepared and you know be prepared to deal with them with the right stuff. Well, I, I tell you, Don. You know, Shell Beach is one of the first places that they show up. So. <laughs> I had a few getting yeah. on us yesterday evening, but it's not it's not in you know full force like it would you know like they usually get. Uh, but it, they are starting to show up as soon as it cools down and the weather gets nice. When you think, oh man, I'm gonna come out there, you know, in short pants and short sleeves, and weather's cool 70ish. No, you, no, that's not gonna happen down here because you're gonna have something that's gonna bite you. So, and but they are they're not as bad yet as I you know as I've seen them before, but. You know, I did feel a couple yesterday flying around. So, uh, you know, just a, you know, a couple more cold fronts, and I know, I know it's going to be, it's going to be uh, Nat Nat City down here. So, but as of right now, they're not too bad. So, I wouldn't worry about you know the uh, flying teeth just yet. Well, I always carry some amber romance with me, and I would suggest if somebody doesn't have any, make a stop at Victoria's Secret and pick you up either a spray can or a bottle of the lotion. Some people like skin so soft. I've I've never really found that worked well, and I, you can't beat those those net the nets, you know, the net nets. But boy, they're just so uncomfortable, you know. Yeah, they, you know they are very uncomfortable to fish with, uh, but. I tell you, Don, you'd pay a million dollars for that thing <laughs> <laughs> when you're out there and they bad and the fish are biting. Yeah. I promise you, you would give you'd give you right on for one. I know. I'm telling you because I've been there, done that. You know. So uh, yeah, and, you know, either the net or go get you some spray deep woods off whatever you whatever you like to use. But I would start keeping some of that stuff handy because it's that time of the year. Got it. All right, Rob, enjoy this great weather while we got it. We know it's not going to last forever, but some of the nicest we've had all year. And uh, thanks for your report each week. We appreciate it. All right, Don, come on down. Hook the left, guys. We're waiting on you. Bye-bye. All right, there he goes, Robbie Campo. All right, Drew, let's see what we got on our text board, 504-260-1870. We take questions. We take comments. We take your personal reports. We'd love to know who you are, where you are, and what you're doing on a Saturday morning. First one says, good morning, Don. I know last week you said Flounder is closed beginning 10:15. When does it reopen? It will reopen on December the 1st. It's going to be closed from now through the entire month of November. And when I say closed, it's closed for recreationals. It's closed for commercial. It's closed for bycatch from shrimpers. It is totally illegal to possess Flounder anywhere in Louisiana until December the 1st. In fact, we had our first three citations written this week for people who unfortunately possess flounder down in Plaquemines Parish. So uh, be aware, the flounder season is a no-no, and I know it kills you when you get a nice big fat flounder to have to release it, but, you know, only hope is uh, either you or someone else will catch it again. All right, again, flounder closed now in Louisiana through the end of November. 
All right, we got more text messages. We'll get back to those. If you want to text me and Drew, it's 504-260-1870. More fishing reports, more of that stuff you and I love to talk about every Saturday morning. We do it right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, our text board is wide open for you this morning. Uh, what do you do to get ready for duck season? What's your preparation ritual? Do you have one? 504-260-1870. Uh, Drew Dubuque, my grandnephew's with me. We're going on a dove hunt after we leave here. Uh, it's a Baldwin County lottery hunt for youth in uh, Alabama. We'll be going over that way a little bit later on. Uh, Drew, you're talking about uh, flounders. You know, we mentioned that the flounders close. You know, it seems like once sometimes they close these season, all of a sudden they show up. Supposedly flounder is in short supply, so they're concerned about them, so they're closing it during the spawning season to try to increase the population. But you had one of your best years ever catching flounder. Oh, yeah, this year in Lake Catherine, we were catching flounders like crazy, more, definitely more than ever. Is uh, there something, uh, a technique or a bait that you use you find flounders like better than, than others? Either big white baits on the bottom or purple. That's the only thing I use for flounder. White and purple, I'll remember that. All right, some of the text messages coming in. The worm checking in. He picked up where he left off last week. He got up in the morning, and he had a flat tire in the driveway. That, that, that'll make your day. Well, he got it fixed. He headed out to Miller's Ditch, and then the fish didn't bite. So he uh, had a tough weekend. Maybe it'll be better for you, worm. Can't get much worse, huh? And Justin, listening to us in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge, he says the Bayou Wild TV episode about taxidermy is one of his favorites. Uh, being an artist himself, he admires the hard work and attention to detail that goes into those beautiful mounts. Yeah, taxidermy is uh, it's a beautiful art, and i got to tell you, carving is another one. And we're going to talk to Gene Abair about that wildfowl uh, festival going on in Mandeville where you'll see some of the really beautiful, and I'm not talking just decoys that get ducks in you, into your spread. I'm talking about world-class championship decoys, uh, beautiful things. Um, now, you're uh you have a few mounts, don't you, Drew? Yes, sir. What do you have? Uh, I got a few ducks um, from Oklahoma. Got a few deer from Oklahoma. Got squirrels. Got a lot of things. Yeah, you know what's good thing about I like about taxidermy is you always remember exactly what happened on that hunt. Right. Every time you look at it on the wall there. Yeah. Well, you got a lot of time to get some more of them. Anything? What's next on your list? I don't know. How about that pretty Bachman squirrel we saw yesterday? Yep. <laughs> Definitely on the list. Yeah, that big fox squirrel, that black, red, and white one. He might be pretty. All right. Uh, here's another one. says, Don, did the new size limit for specs pass? If so, when does it take effect? That's from Alton, listening to us in Kentwood. Alton, um, here's what happened. They passed what's called a notice of intent. It's not the final word, but they chose to set a 13-and-a-half-inch minimum size. Right now it's 12. They projected to go to 13 and a half and reduce the limit. Most of the areas in Louisiana, it's a 25 fish per person. They're going to reduce that to 15 if this passes. A notice of intent means that they have to open it up for public comment. So they welcome comments from the public, whether you like it, you don't like it, or whatever. And then it also has to pass legislative oversight. And I would think this is not going to take effect Definitely in 2023, whether it will be early or late, it all depends on when the process goes through. But that's the plan, and that's the best we, we know it now. Thanks for the text, Dalton. Uh, Ed, over in Wilmer, Alabama, his favorite, his flavorite, <laughs> crankbaits, Bandit Lures, the 100 and 200 series. You ever use those, Drew? Yep, a little bit for bass. Yeah, they're good, bass. I like them, too. 
All right, here's one that says, uh, debated all week, LSU Ole Miss or deer hunting? Taking the wife deer hunting. That's from the old colonel listening to us in Redwood, Mississippi. Well, you know, you can take the game with you. They, they have this thing called radio, and uh, some of the stations you're listening to this program on will be carrying that game this afternoon. In fact, I plan to have it on in the Dove Field myself. should be a really interesting game. What is Ole Miss like, number six or number seven? And LSU, I would consider, uh, been pretty fortunate to have the record they do, but got a tough schedule ahead. It's kind of a rebuilding year for them. All right, this is not sports show. This is outdoors. All right, here's a text from my friends at Dixie Rants over in Lacombe. They got a work day, getting ready for a good season and reminding everyone to be safe. And we have a listener in uh, Ohio. Good morning from Ohio. I wonder what other bugs Amber Romance wards off. Stay warm. Uh, I don't know, but it definitely works for me on gnats. Uh, it may keep some other bugs off, and sometimes you, if you really like to smell good when you go out into the waterways, uh, the woods, uh, that'll do it for you. Amber Romance. You find it at Victoria's Secret. It's not cheap, folks, but uh, I don't think they ever intended it to be an insecticide, but uh, it's, it certainly works. All right, here's one that says, uh, Good morning, Don. Spartan makes a really good mosquito and gnat spray. It's called Spartan Go and has a pleasant smell. I used it, and it works. That's from Ben. All right, thanks for the tip. Ben from Mississippi listening. All right, if you've got a question, a comment, a tip, uh, we'd love to hear from you, 504-260-1870. When I come back, I want you ladies to get close to your radio. Turn it up. I've got a special ladies-only hunt that's going to be planned coming up in a couple of weeks for speckle belly geese. If you want to get some of your girlfriends together and make that trip, We'll tell you some details. Coming back right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, let's see. We got, uh, oh, I want to tell you about the ladies only hunt. Uh, the Cajun Invasion, uh, w- this one is already booked up and sold out, but next weekend, uh, my Cajun Invasion crew and I will be uh, taking some of our viewers uh, to Duck Down Guide Service in Stuttgart, Arkansas. And it will be uh, participating two. Guided Spellybeckle Goose Hunting on opening weekend. That's going to be October 29th and 30th. Plus, it includes two nights lodging at the Bent Barrel Lodge and uh, some really good home-cooked meals. Uh, We did this last year, and it was a slam dunk. Everybody was limited out very early. We're hoping for the same success this coming year. Now, they're they're putting on a ladies-only speckle belly goose hunt the following weekend, November 4th through 6th, and that includes meals and uh, two speckle belly goose huntings. But it's only open to ladies. And I'm wondering how that would work if it was only open for guys. I don't think that would fly. But anyway, that's another subject. But if you want to get in on it, if you got some girls that want to go there and uh, participate in it, they got a few openings left, you need to call Ryan at Duck Down Guide Service. You can find him on Facebook, Duck Down Guides. And Ryan's phone number is 870-592-592. 8565. That's 870-592-8565 for the Duck Down Guide Services. Ladies only speckle belly goose hunt. All right, we're going to get to some more of your text messages, but first we're going to pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we get a question comes in that says, did the ruler lobby influence the spec minimum size change? Not a fish measuring device currently out has one-half-inch markings. Well, they actually do have some, but most uh, of the more popular ones do not. 
But you know, a lot of people said, look, if you're going to go to 13 and a half, just go to 14. Well, then that means you could catch more fish, but that means you're going to keep less. And others said, well, let's just uh, you know go to 13. Well, if you drop down to 13, you won't be able to keep as many either. So um, you know, the 13 and a half is what they've decided on for now. But if you want to make a comment on the 13 and a half, is is too cumbersome and not exact and too difficult to do on a, a, a slippery, live, shaking fish. Well, you can, you're welcome to comment and see. Maybe they'll, they'll change it. But, uh, yeah, you can expect to see some new fish rulers out there for sure. All right, here's one that says, Thank you for letting me know about the Go Out and Fish program. My son Eric and I actually watched the stocking in the Hoba Pond Thursday. Didn't catch any, but I caught seven big catfish yesterday. Thanks again. That's from Big E and Thibodeau. Yeah, the uh, Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, does these get out and fish programs, and they encourage families to fish from the bank. And there are places all over the state where this time of the year they bring uh, channel catfish and they release them. Now, my experience has been as soon as they hit the water, they bite. Uh, for some reason, those sounded like it took them a day to acclimate to the water, and then they started biting, and he caught seven nice ones. Uh, in the colder months, in, in the winter, they're going to be doing the rainbow trout. And they encourage you to keep and catch as many of those as you can because um, they don't really survive once the water gets warm. They, they're a cold water fish, and once the water warms up, I guess probably by April or so, they're pretty much done. So anyway, we'll give you some more dates and times and locations. Uh, you can go on the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website and find all that out. All right, here's one that uh, says they hauled in the Hobie, which is a kayak, down to Basons Marina to do a privately funded ichthyological survey to assess the status of the fall trout migration. Depending upon results, it may become a redfish survey. I know it's not very scientific, but neither am I. Sound like y'all going to have fun. That's uh, Aaron. Uh, I believe he's a Baton Rouge listener. Thanks for your text, Aaron. All right, I also want to remind you, deer hunters, and also you fishermen, uh, Hunters for the Hungry. Last year, they collected over 800 deer for the Hunt for the Hungry program. That generated about 30,000 pounds of meat that was distributed to the needy people of the state. They've set a goal this year. They want to get 1,000 deer donations. It's pretty optimistic. Uh, Julie says that so many of the hunters want to fill their own freezers, but then they continue to partake in the remainder of the hunting season. So this program is a perfect way to keep hunting throughout the season, but also give back to your community. Now, fishermen are not excluded. If you are going to be fishing down in Venice, if you donate a portion of your catch to the Venice Marina, the marina will clean it. They'll process it at no cost to the fishermen. And with the help of the Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agents who catch our bad boys and confiscate their fish, they get some through that method, also, generous fishermen that just want to support the program. Venice Marina processed over 5,000 pounds of donated fish for Hunt for the Hungry over the last two years. So uh, we had the recent uh, Clean Out Your Freezer Day. That generated about 16,000 pounds. And believe me, food is, uh, is pretty much harder to, to get these days, food of any type, including wild game and fish. So if you can, be generous and donate it. If you want to find a local processor, who participates in that, you just bring them the meat. They do the rest of it. Uh, you can go to h4hla.org. That's h4hla.org, and just click on the processes, and it'll take you right there, too. 
All right, when we come back, we're going to get a fishing report from uh, out west. We're going to head out to Hackberry Rod and Gun, talk to Captain Kirk Stansel. Also going to talk about the story of that uh, pintail that traveled over a couple of continents and was verified through a tagging program, and it started right here in Louisiana. We'll be back with Captain Kirk right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And we always enjoy talking to Captain Kirk. Yes, this Captain Kirk, Captain Kirk Stansel at Hackberry Rod and Gun, getting fishing and hunting reports from out in his neck of the marsh. Captain Kirk, how are you doing this morning? I'm good, Don. How are you this morning? Man, I've been enjoying this nice little stretch of pretty weather we've had. Huh? Hasn't it been nice? Oh, it's been beautiful. Now, they they got windy here yesterday. So about, about 11 o'clock in the morning, it got kicking real good over here. And, uh... And it's it's still blowing. It's supposed to blow through uh, right into Tuesday. I mean, fifteen yep. to twenty with gusts. Ooh, that means you got to find some little tucked away area then get out of that. That's stuff. all you can do. Just kind of get out of it. Uh, and the fishing's been great. It's been real good over here, Don. Uh, it, you know, it's funny. It, it hadn't been your typical October fishing where uh, birds, you know, where you, you go chase birds if you want to, or go fish reefs if you want to. The birds hadn't really got kicked in. Now, the last couple of days, they've been catching some fish on birds. But as far as, you know, the early part of October, it didn't happen that way. But the reefs have been uh, holding fish whenever you can get out on them and uh, out of the wind and catch them. I got a report that they were just catching shrimp chock-a-block over there in the Rockefeller Refuge. You hear anything on that? I don't know about Rockefeller, but they did over here at uh, – Behind the weirs at uh, in the Cameron Prairie uh, Refuge, they did mm-hmm. they were catching a lot of shrimp there. Of course, you know it's it's a the limit's a five gallon bucket, and uh, yeah, the, and the the big shrimp are gone now. It's all it's small shrimp now that you catch it. Yeah, I heard there was plenty of them and plenty of boats too. By the way, yep, you know, right. uh, <laughs> I don't know if you got word on this uh, this duck migration story. But the one that was tagged right there at Rockefeller Wildlife Refuge, did you hear about that? No, I don't think so. Well, in case uh, it's a, they they actually banded it at Rockefeller. It was a, a female pintail. When it left oh, Louisiana, I, I read something about that. Yeah, <laughs> it went to the eastern Dakotas, then the Prairie Pothole, which is part of Canada. Then they yep. lost it for six months. They thought, you know, something got it, it was shot, or a predator got it. Then it shows up at a penitentiary in North California. And between there, it had been across northwestern Canada, went through Alaska, crossed the Bering Sea, and then arrived in Russia in May, <laughs> went to a different continent, and then, uh, well, I guess it's on its way back down there to visit you again. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, you know. They do have wings. They can go where they want to. So uh, you know, but when you, you know, think about that, all of way. the, and you think about all of the hazards that 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 duck survives—storms, ice, hunters, uh, foxes—you know, predators, Everything. hawks, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, that's one tough bird. <laughs> no doubt about it. And hopefully, she had a bunch of uh, a bunch of babies. Yep, and they're all big, good, strong ones like her. Well, you should be seeing a few more birds down there now. Huh? Yeah, the birds are showing up. Uh, we, we, about 10 days ago, well, I guess it's Friday, we were out uh, fishing, and, I mean, the sky was full of ducks all morning. I mean, I hadn't seen that in a long time, Dog. Where I mean, you said where you looked up with ducks flying around, and, that, and they're showing up 
and staying in the marshes now. We're, we're starting to see ducks pile in. Oh, are you taking hunts now for the uh, youth and uh, veterans hunt? Yeah, we certainly are. Yeah, that's uh, and all, that's the fifth, I think, the weekend of the fifth. Right, that's right, the fifth, and then you got the uh, the cast and blast, which is a, a regular staple down there with you guys. Do some fishing. The idea is that, it's both good, both good. But yeah, we look, we're look, you know, we get real excited when the hunting season gets here. You know, it's a it's a change of pace for us. You know, something different. And uh, man, all the guys they they get fired up for the duck hunting. Well, I, I guess you're probably loading the boat with flounders right now. Now that it's closed, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not targeted on that's for sure. But it, you know, look, we've we've had a really good, you know, we had an early flounder run down here. It started in late September, and uh, we were catching flounder. You know, real good there in late September. And then it kind of uh, tapered a little bit, but we're you know catching them, catching some nice flounder, but. Uh, you know, it's all bycatch right now when we're fishing trout and redfish. And you catch one, you throw it back. Well, hopefully you guys will be in for a good fall and, and winter season. And if somebody wants to come down there with you, uh, they can contact you via my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. we got a link there. Tell them I go directly to your site. And if they want to just give you a call and also about checking on that camera you got there on the cleaning table. That's yeah. a pretty neat little device. Oh, yeah, we got a cool camera. It's on our website. You uh, That's Hackberry Rod and Gun. You spell out the word and.com. And you, you can log in and uh, look at the camera. You know, we got we have two cameras there. One kind of shows the dock. They call it, it's named the Bragg Cam. And then the other one just kind of shows the, the dock in the bay right there. And you can see the weather conditions. It's, a lot of people go to that. And then uh, you can call us toll free. It's 888-762-3391. We got it. We got it written down right here. And I'll be calling you, Kirk. Thank you for the All report. Right, we appreciate it. Glad to hear things going well for you guys. Y'all deserve it after a couple much. of rough years, you know. Thank you. Yes, sir. There <clears throat> There he goes, Captain Kirk, out into the uh, wild blue. When we come back, uh, let's see, let me get to a couple of text messages real quick before we get to Daryl Carpenter. Jeff and Gonzalez wants to know if wildlife and fisheries messed with the redfish limits. No, they have not. There's been some talk, but uh, no science to back up any need for that at this point, but it could be coming. And we got this one from uh, Mike in Historic Bayou Liberty. We asked about what do you do to get ready for duck season. He used to cut 22, not 21 or 23, 22 bundles of cane to cover his sink box and put grass over it and kill lots of ducks across from the old big pond on Flat Point. Yeah, I've had some good memories in Flat Point too, Big Mike. All right, we'll come back. we got Daryl Carpenter. We'll get your Grand Isle Fishing Report. It's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, a little bit later on, we're going to be talking about the uh, Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, uh, a.k.a. the Plastic Navy, those kayakers. They're going to be holding a trout challenge down Highway 1 Corridor. And perhaps some of those guys could use some advice from a professional. So Captain Darrell Carpenter joins us right now. And, Darrell, if you were going to look for five biggest trout you could find, you're not looking to fill the ice chest, you're not looking for white trout for a big ball game tailgate fish fry, you're looking for big trout, what would be your suggestion? Maybe where to go, places, uh, scenarios to look for, given the conditions we got today? Well, Don, I... Uh... I would either hope that the weather is going to be good enough and the, and the Gulf's going to be good enough that I might would hit those rocks outside the jetties. Uh, there are still a few fish left up front. 
uh, and most of the ones that are left up front are bigger fish. Or I would tuck myself into some duck pond somewhere and just beat the heck out of the banks because we're finding some big trout scattered in the in the marsh grass in some of these duck ponds, but you're going to have to cover a lot of ground to try to find five of them. Um, but, man, other than that, I mean, if you if you work five days a week, <clears throat> you know, this is this is the time of the year you can't complain when the cold fronts start falling on Tuesdays and Wednesdays because it leaves you a perfect weekend to fish. Uh, we got a little bit of wind trying to kick up out of the south, and I think it's supposed to do do so a little bit more this afternoon. But this weekend is shaping up just like last weekend, and it's going to be a should be a great weekend. Um, yeah, the the reports I got yesterday, water was still a little bit muddy from the winds that blew this week. Um, but we're starting to see, you know, those cold fronts triggered that shrimp migration, just like what you were talking about over on the western side of the state. We're having a banner banner shrimp year. But it's all, they, you know, a lot of those shrimp have started or continued to hang out up north in that northern marsh. These cold fronts have started pushing them down, and that's created flocks of birds everywhere. And all week long, I mean, until we got blown out, that was our, our gig was we were up in that marsh in these main canals that were flushing a lot of current, and you found a flock of, flock of birds. The majority of them had 14-, 16-inch fish under them. Uh, depending on how far north you went, you got into some nighthead, some little eight to ten inch fish with some white trout mixed in them. But in these lower bays, if you found a flock of birds, it was full of very nice speckled trout. Now, for somebody getting back to fishing that kayak tournament, if they get into a bunch of, as you call them, nightheads, is it worth staying there hoping you're going to pull a big trout out of them, or has it been your experience that you just move on because uh, fish of a of a feather flock together? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's a rare occasion where if you can get below the knothead, sometimes on the bottom, you know, you can catch some larger trout underneath them. But but for the most part, that saying is correct. I mean, if you've got nothing but 8 to 10-inch fish under them, then chances are the entire school is going to be 8 to 10-inch fish. Um, you know, it's just time to move on to the next set. Just like if, if your first three casts produce gaff-type catfish, it's time to move on to the next set of birds if, you, if you're working birds. And what is your favorite uh, big fish plastic bait? Uh, Don, I've been really hard for the last two years. I have been really hard on on the Matrix Shad. Uh, they just seem to work real well. They hold up good. Um, the only my only if I had any critique on it whatsoever, they don't hold up good to harsh conditions. If you leave them on the boat dashboard or leave them out in the sun, they will fade on you. Um, but the the matrix shad and man for this year it seems like that lemon head has just been if you had some kind of green in the bait it's it's just been on fire this year i mean last week or or you know in the last weekend under all those birds uh, the majority of the baits either had a a, a green tail or for you know a, a fluorescent yellow tail or it was that that you know you had to have that green stripe in it and that seemed to religiously outfish all the other baits Dal, in the time we got left, give me a quick spot or two if somebody wants to go play with some big bull redfish. Well, Don, they've started to thin out a little bit. Uh, they've started to go ahead. And we're finding them all up in the marsh. We had three or four of them last week while we were trout fishing. But, I mean, if you're if you're looking to target them, you need to go ahead and stick with these passes. You've got, uh, you know, coming out of pass has been really, really good this year. It's been full of redfish. 
and then just north of there, that the, what we all locally call the crack, right behind right behind the Shadir, that one has been full of redfish this year. Like I said, they are starting to, you know, I, I guess what they were looking for has started to scatter out because we're finding them all in the marsh. Uh, any, you know, if you're going down a canal and you got a deep hole, hit that deep hole because they've all been full of bull reds. Got it. Realscreamers.com is the website. Give them the telephone number, Dow. Yes, sir. 225-937-6288. What's on your menu today? Reds, trout, or both? Well, I'm hoping it's good. Well, we'll take, of course, we'll take anything that, that the good Lord decides to give us out there. But we're going to look for some more of those flocks of birds and some trout. That's for sure. Good luck. We'll find out how you do next week. Thanks for the report as always, Darrell. Enjoy this beautiful sunshine and hope that wind does remain down for you. You too, Don. You have a wonderful day and enjoy your little, what's that, your nephew? Or your, that's, your my, grandson? that's my That's my grandnephew. Your grandnephew. I remember, I, I thought I heard nephew in there somewhere. Enjoy the day with it. <laughs> All right. Okay, he says thanks. All right, Daryl, we'll see you next week. That's Captain Daryl Carpenter. All right, we come back. We still got the apple snail story. That's our bad boy of the week feature. We got more fishing reports from uh, three or four of our reporters. And also your text messages, 504-260-1870. Who you are, where you are, what you got going on this Saturday morning as you listen to us on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.